You're listening to Response Team Omicron, Late Spring, Part 7, Last Rites. Well, I'm happy to know that you have a clean, I'm happy to give you a clean bill of health, at least. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I will ping Olivia on the secure network flashpoint and let them know that I have finished Roxy's uh, preliminary, like basically Roxy's software, you know, check. And she is, and they are fine. They are not compromised. Um, patients did access Roxy in some way, but I cannot figure out what data was exchanged, but it's not a very large portion. Roxy does not have a back door and is completely fit and clear. I will share that with Travis and Skip as we're walking. Gotcha. As you all arrive at the governor's farm, uh, Edna is in in the uh, in that small building that she greeted you in months ago. Um, kind of looking rather frazzled, f- typing frantically on keyboards, trying to organize a bunch of like a couple data pads on a pile. Sorry, not a couple. Let's put more like four or five on a pile. Um, a couple more strewn over on the other side of the desk. Um, and she kind of looks up and goes, "Hi, can I help?" Hi, um, there's an issue. We would like to talk with you, um, but outside, perhaps? Okay, um, how important? Uh, very important. Okay, um, she, that's what she's doing. Um, she goes, yeah, about, I have about 10 minutes, and then I get back to doing all that stuff. Is that okay? That, that should be more than enough. Perfect. Um, then she will grab this large cup of coffee and then walk out with you guys. Um, and go so what's up is she holding any kind of tab tablets is there like a communication device on her in any shape or form is she wearing a bluetooth earbud like you know not at the moment all right you know she's she's in what would usually be her like not nightwear but like casual clothes not her usual attire that she's worn to this place Uh, as she steps out you can kind of see that she is in very much just at like off work off duty attire she's you know basically you know got woken up by the the explosions the same way you did and is now currently going through all the administrative headache that it that came as the aftermath okay um and so she has you know none of her usual accoutrement um just simple clothing nothing in serious she looks like she doesn't take her phone like her her like small personal comms devices and stuff like that they're all just strewn about on the table the desk that she's working at she doesn't grab any of them on the, on the way out um she just kind of follows you guys out okay as i'm disabling mine looking around are there is there a place we can get free of like the cameras and that the patients would control you just have to go outside of the governor's farm itself, uh, that compound, which isn't too far. It's about like not even a block. It's like a good 15 feet, 20 feet to get through through the gate into a place where they'd be out of clear shot of a camera or an audio device for patients and stuff. Yeah, yeah so. that's where I would lead her then. Cool. Um, she will kind of follow the the gears are starting to turn her head as you, you lead her, though. She is still kind of looking more and more quizzical. But she's following, so. Would being the skill for acting unseen or unheard, could that be used in order to f- make sure that there's, like, where we're going, there's definitely nobody that's going to be able to listen in or anything like that? 
I would say you could do that. I'm not going to make you roll for it though, because it's not, I'm not going to put uh, that. Yeah. You can, you can utilize that skill. It's not going to want to make you roll for it though. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So once we get out there, um, I don't know how much you've heard about what has happened um, to Karen Megan. Uh, but Patience was... gave me the broad details and I'm sorry about that. Thank you. Um, the programs that compromised the subalterns in the Grey Towns, including mm. the one that carried out that attack. Right. We have evidence that Patience has also accessed that program. And we believe Patience may be compromised and under landmark colonial procedures, we think that Patience needs to be cycled to remove that program to ensure the safety of the colony. Gotcha. Okay. Um, evidence being just evidences, data, data stating that it's been accessed by patients. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I could. We could do a cycle. Um, I, it might be something I get done once I get done all all this work. Um, and and maybe sleep because uh, I don't know about y'all, but. That was not the best night. Um, and then she takes a kind of sip of coffee and goes, Okay. Um, for this, I would like a skill roll, though. Uh, to finish fully convincing her to do it. Um, could it be get a hold of something? Because that covers allies as well. Sure. Connections. I think that makes sense, yeah. This is my manager background coming in handy. Uh, I would say, why not? Um, you are you're trying to manage people and get something done with that managerialness. So sure. That puts me at 22 total. Um, with a 22, you crit success. So you do convince her. Um, and she kind of goes, all right, well, yeah, yeah, we could, we could do that. Um, I will put that on the docket first thing tomorrow. Um, I don't think you guys are the type to fuck around and put my chain, so I'm not gonna try to do the same with you. Um, well, we'll get that scheduled for tomorrow morning um, once we all recover a little bit, and then um, that should take about a day, maybe not more. Um, and I can usually run things until it gets reset. So, okay. I would advise. If you have to tell patients waiting until the very last moment to do it, because again, they may be compromised. Understood. Yeah, I'll just put it on the schedule for tomorrow morning and do that when I get in tomorrow morning. To just throw it on the schedule, clear out the rest of it, um, and then push everything back. That only puts us back maybe a day, which we're already behind two weeks, so it's one more day. So, I do apologize, but we really do think it's for the safety of the colony. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. So, makes sense. And and you aren't the type to fuck around. You're a CRT. Uh, if you need something a little bit stronger than coffee, this usually helps. <laughs> He's gonna hand her a stem <laughs> kick. Oh, my look God. at it. You have I'm gonna problem. slap his hand down. I'm gonna slap his hand down when he does that. Uh, the stem falls to the floor uh, as Olivia slaps your hand down as... She's like halfway out to reach out to take it and goes, should I not? Clear heads. 
It works perfectly fine for me, I don't know. And I'm gonna pick it up off the floor. Skip has a habit of just handing those out. Are those like pilot drugs? Yes, they are very strong. Yeah, I don't think I'm on that level. I appreciate the offer, but I don't think I'm on that level. You would not sleep tonight. Yeah, I would like to actually do that. Or the next three. Sleep is nice. Oh. Yeah, I think it's 30 hours. Yeah. That's, that's usually about how long. Yeah, it will, it will keep you awake for 30 hours. Um, so I would, not, I would not suggest it. Understood. I do not need to be awake for 30 hours. I need to be awake for another maybe hour and a half, depending on how long those data pads take. Oh, the way the way you were talking, I thought you had like a ton of work to get done. So. I mean, it's a lot of work to do at like three in the morning, four in the morning. What time is it right now? Early. I should be sleeping right now. Sun's sure. about to come up. Well, we will let you get back to it. Thank you for your help. Of course. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll send you a message when it's happening. And I very specifically do not tell her that we've already spoken with the sure. the militia. Understood. While. Everybody else has been walking around and getting information and basically organizing patients' cycling um, and to do so without you know, alerting the beggar one compromisation of patients and their their abilities as a ministry of NHP. Balthazar, you have been working to give Megan essentially a digital formal last rites, do some space mm-hmm. priesty paracausal science shit. Um I so, love it that Roxy said said Balthazar is processing. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely takes a whole new connotation now. Processing. Uh, Still tracks. You do these rites um, that are familiar to you as you have learned to do them back at the monastery. I think it's like, um, you know, kind of cleaning the body. Like it's already been done, but, you know, there's probably like a little bit of... Um, we see Balthazar uh, using a, a damp cloth to clean Megan's forehead, um, ensuring that the, the body is in a uh, comfortable state of repose. Um, and these things are meant to comfort the living as much as the dead. Um, are you being comforted right now? <laughs> are you? No. Well, you're pretty new. I don't know what your experience with death is, but uh, I am at the very least. I assume Megan is as well. How do you know? Uh, Here's the neat part. You don't. You just believe. You have faith. And I think it's about that point that a hologram kind of appears beside Megan, um, no, Megan's body that is simply mm-hmm. Megan. Um, but the uniform resembles that of the UEE, Na- the Union Navy, and instead of the landmark colonial one that she is wearing right now on her physical body. Um, and she kind of looks over at you both and goes, so it wasn't just kooky science and bullshit, huh? No, you are a... Uh... An engrammatic recreation of your digital soul, if you um, prefer to think of it that way. Doesn't make it any less disconcerting, but it's nice to see that it actually had some meaning. 
Here's the beautiful thing about life, Megan. Everything has meaning. It's up to us to discover what that meaning is. That's the... The driving force, I think, of the universe. To discover what is and isn't meaningful. But we're here for you right now. Um, as I understand it, you died heroically. I did. At least, I think so. You lived heroically, too. Yeah. She kind of looks a little bit past you, Balthazar, from where I believe you've been doing these rites, and goes, Did he make it? It's touch and go. He's here, but I don't know how long it'll be before he's back. Sulaman goes, Good. I did my job. That's all anyone can ask of anyone. Is there anything you'd like to say before you go? I don't think Beggar One is attached to these people that have been attacking us. And the thing that makes me say that is, is Kara and I went to do some digging because uh, I got on this this idea and it was really just an, originally a thought process, but it's what led us to go be in, down in patience doing that uplink in the middle of, well, down in the, down in the cold storage doing the uplink during the time of the attacks because I thought I was onto something and, you know, with Olivia's help of, fuck man. Yeah, I know. God. No, but uh, my thought process before I get on to topic. Oh, no, it is fine. Look. None of the comms ever sight a beggar one in these raiders. I scrubbed through all the logs that I could get my hands on. And nothing ever sights it. Mm. They sight the machine. They cite this other thing that we don't really have seen, don't know about. But they never cite a beggar one, a beggar a one. And I'm starting to wonder if that was not... I don't know if that message got out because, you know, it's when that thing attacked. Maybe it's... um. Maybe it's two different terrible things on this world. That's worse. Well, all that matters is... Your struggle is at an end. Um, now you get to... Get to rest. Get to travel beyond. Where we will all eventually go. Yeah. Back in the skies again, right? Somewhere. She'll smile at you and go. For. One last thing. For a couple people. 
for Olivia. Tell her I'm sorry. She'll understand. And for Skip, I wish I'd gotten to know him sooner. And you'll understand that when you, when whoever takes over gets the dossiers on myself or whatever funeral rites you do. Hmm. I was gonna transfer whatever license level I have left for him, which should automatically take place. Shouldn't be much more than it already has, to be fair, but... I will make sure it happens. Thank you. Be at peace. Wander no more, spirit. Find your way home. And she will smile. Um, look initially at... Uh, she'll look between the two of you and then you see we'll see her slowly kind of fade back into the room out of the outside of the hollow and uh, as as uh, Megan's like holographic uh, image fades I think Balthazar gestures with the the symbol of his order which might be a galaxy it might be an eye uh, it kind of all depends on how you look at it it might be a sun um it's a, 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 a multicolored metal disc um, whose lines might be rays of light. They might be circuitry, but I think he kind of uh, makes a, uh, a, a deliberate gesture with it um, as like stillness falls on the room. I think a moment passes um, before there is a knock on the door as Olivia pushes it open, followed in by Travis and Skip. You are just in time, my friends. And time for what? To be here, to say goodbye. Um, okay. Are you, are you going somewhere now? Well, I'm going wherever we're off to next. Okay, well, that's good. Things are well, I trust. They've been set in motion, at least. Good. Um, you said we were just in time to say goodbye? Yeah. Well, as you know, Megan has... Um, fallen uh, I just finished last rites for her uh, she wanted to tell you Olivia that she was sorry and that she wished to get to know you better Skip um, uh, Roxy would you mind here let me show you and you both will see the essentially the hologram play the the Actual features just kind of look a little data-y because of the way it was recorded, but the voice comes through clearly. Um, so you're able to hear the conversation we have just played out. Watching this, Olivia has tears in her eyes. Balthazar, what is this? 
just as just as we in our lives um, put parts of our bodies and ourselves in the hands of others in other devices. Um, so too do we put a part of our soul in the things we touch and the things we embody. Um, my order would call this Megan's digital soul. Um, it is a, um, an approximation, uh, an engrammatic simulation, if you prefer. Um, and what that means is uh, it depends on what you believe. But I wanted to give Megan's uh, spirit a chance to rest, to know peace. Without saying anything else, Olivia just kind of crosses the room and gives Balthazar a hug. Uh, oh, Balthazar definitely returns it. It's a little creepy, but I do appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, the universe is creepy. So I'll take it. But the time for tears is uh, not at an end, but at a pause. You three look like uh, there are things to do. Uh, look like you have news. We've set things in motion, but those won't occur until tomorrow. So we have time to rest, at least. Well, shall we go and find a place to rest? I will come back here once we are done, but <laughs> I will uh, I will talk Care's ear off if I stay here much longer. We should find Winston along the way and... I guess I need a new room to sleep in, since mine is half gone. Winston is still in the hangar. Oh, perfect. Well, let's uh, let's go collect our um, our wayward streamer. So, um, it's okay. Just a small thing. So, Travis is always is very much into being like last one out, just making sure everybody's clear so we'll let everybody else leave i mean of course he lets balthazar he has to turn back and look at the look he, you know do that too but as travis leaves, leaves he just holds the door open just one more second just kind of looks at, at care i need that shotgun back and then we'll close the door and you all collect winston from the hangar and head back to rooms for the evening um most of which are still intact some things have been knocked over with the exception of olivia's which is a little bit more destroyed uh olivia the the owner offers you one of a few rooms on the first floor um that are a little bit smaller a little less nice but um functional at the time being um and i'll take those <clears throat> sorry I'll take one of those, but I think for the evening, I'm going to see if Winston will let me stay in his room. 
he was actually going to offer, like, if he wanted to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'll, t- I'll take one of those other rooms for the future, but for tonight, after everything that's happened, yeah, I'm going to stay in Winston's room. Yeah, I'd say. They all can accommodate two people in two beds. They have, they have that that ability to, but you guys have all been given your own room, essentially. Um, and you guys are able to find sleep for the evening. Are there any scenes as we wrap up the evening? Um, um, as you all find... Not really a scene, but a point of order and note. Sure. Winston probably goes to bed a little later. He's actually probably with Roxy with a passing a pad back and forth, going over some logistical things. Not necessarily about Roxy's programming, but about, like, the... the the Because Roxy's in an HP. He might probably also including Flashpoint in the conversation to a degree as well. But they're kind of going over the technical specs of how best to deal with beggar one signal and how best to make sure they don't get compromised dealing with the signal. Like he's spending a lot of time and energy breaking down what he can do to better safeguard the two of them against it. Hmm. Um, He's very focused. He seems to be much more focused on that work, trying to stay busy than just being like, I'm going to crash out. Like, so he probably gets to bed a little later than he normally would. And I'm going to also spend time finishing up the sketch that I made for the block. I already did the roll I posted in chat. I don't know if you saw it. I did. Uh, I did say it's one of those things I'm not going to make you roll for because okay. it's it's just something you're creating narratively. You're not having it really have a mechanical benefit to it. Cool. Um, outside of what you've already done for the, the downtime action attached to it. So uh, you guys are eventually will all find rest as the sun kind of begins to dot over the horizon. A few days pass after the scene with um, Balthazar giving Megan last rites. Um, it is uh, a few days after. Um, it is one of the litany of funerals that have been held in this time frame. Um, but it is one where RTO is all present um, for Megan's funeral. Um, you all, it is partly cloudy, uh, early spring giving way, or late spring giving way to early summer almost, as it's on that cusp of that transition of seasons. Um, and as uh, Megan's kind of file is being read and Kara is doing the reading, um, one part. The last part that sticks out to you um, is before uh, Care kind of asks anybody who wants to to also say some words. Um, Care wraps this kind of this opening portion of up with, um, and Megan is succeeded by her brother skip what and kind of just nods at that I guess somewhere there's blood that ties the two of you together and as part of her part of what she put in her contract for 
all of you really um as part of this gig was seeing you all through to to future license levels um and we can talk more details after the funeral but what care kind of nods again but I digress probably one of the best people I've served with both in the uh, Union Navy as well as auxiliaries and finally here at the response teams I've always appreciated her insight and she's had a much level head in some of the things that we've stuck ourselves through and other people but uh If anyone else has some words they would like to add as part of our funeral procession, please. And with that, he kind of steps away and sits down next to all of you. Uh, Balthazar steps up. You know, I'm without Megan. I wouldn't be here, and I don't just mean because I followed in her footsteps. She saved my life, falling like like an avenging angel out of the sky. That is how I think I will always remember her. A blazing star, a... A flame of, of glory. Uh, she showed me what heroism looks like in this galaxy, in this day and age. Um, asking little. Asking not even with words, but with action. Asking with example to follow suit. I think that's something she brought to most of the people in her life. Uh, An invitation to be their best selves. Because she always strove to see the best in you. And when she looked at you, you could believe in what she see, uh, what she saw. And then Balthazar kind of steps away. Just as a barometer for things, what is, uh, what's like Skip's kind of, how are they, how's, how's he holding himself? What, what's kind of going, what's going on with that? He is very confused and in his own head at the moment, trying to figure out like, where this all fits in and how that makes sense because as far as he's concerned both of his parents got together in prison and he's their only kid and so now he's like oh my goodness I'm gonna have to do a bunch of research and figure out who these people are um because he immediately right now is thinking about his father because his father's whole thing is that nobody knows who the fuck he is he has like all these different lives he's lived and 
he doesn't really know a whole lot about his mom, because all that stuff. So he's just, like, wrapped up in all that, and he's present, but only physically. Um, which was a little before he definitely was here and now, and he was in, in mourning and all of that, but, like, that whole, the speech about the brother thing has kind of, like, taken up all of his consciousness at the moment, and he's, like, you can tell by looking at him that he's not physically present. Or not mentally present. Oh. Um, okay. In that case, like... <clears throat> I think Travis would probably... They're just like, like, as quietly as he can, he's like, he's a big dude, but kind of, he'll kind of see that you're kind of like zoning out and like can see the gears turning. We'll kind of like, as quietly as he can, kind of like, try to like snap at you, kind of get you focused. Hey, you gotta say something. Now's the time. It's. This is definitely the place. And you'll see him, he, like, I guess like, maybe as you were looking around trying to, like, try to work things out through your head, he, he's had his jaw clenched really tight the entire time. Um, it was very similar, if not one for one, when he saw both Care and, uh, <laughs> and her in the, um, operating, no, sorry, operating room, the recovery room. Um, he's, like, it's a very different Travis from when you guys all met together at that, at that briefing. He's very cut and polished there's like any any metals he does have are are high sheen it's regulation very not untravis at this moment skip skip will uh, uh walk up very nervously <laughs> um and uh will take the the stand and be like um i, I won't be up here long because i'm not good at the whole talking thing but, um, it's clear, and everybody knows that Megan was pretty much the definition of a hero. And knowing what I do now, I'm only going to strive more to try and be what she was. A hero. And you'll step down. And he probably doesn't even make it all the way down before you can see he's, like, back to in his head. And he's, like, on autopilot, back to lining mm -hmm. up with everyone. Travis will also offer, like, a just a very quiet little fist bump at you. Just trying to keep you present best he can, at least. Probably failing, but best he can. He thinks it's a handshake at first. <laughs> it's like, just tracks. like that, like, awkward... Thing, tracks well. he's in his head he's not fully there and then he realizes like halfway through but it's too late he commits to it he just like shakes your fist <laughs> yeah Travis goes with it uh, Winston will look to Olivia to see if she wants to say anything before he says anything uh, yeah she hesitates for a moment um and then steps up there. The history between Megan and I is complicated at times. 
um, her, her instinct for her digital presence, at least during Bathosaurus rites, was to apologize to me. Um, that's that's who she was, always carrying the expectations and responsibility of everyone else around her. She was a born leader, and we were lucky to have her here as long as we did. Olivia goes to continue and kind of stops, kind of mid-sound, and then just walks back to where Winston is standing. Winston will uh, squeeze her shoulder and, you know, give her a comforting nod and uh, step up himself and think for a few moments. A lot of people have said a lot of very true things about a very wonderful and influential person. And I don't have much more to add other than she has impacted each and every one in this response team and arguably is on some level the reason why almost every one of us was here. So the best thing we can do moving forward is live up to her memory and try to do what she would do in the situations that are going to come before us in the future. At least that's what I'm going to strive to do. And then he'll step back and let someone else speak if anybody else has anything to say. As Winston returns to where he is, standing amongst the RTO members in a line, um, with nobody else kind of coming back up, and care will kind of return and then go well she will be missed with that the final ceremonial pieces are concluded a um, militia team in Travis um, do a uh, a gun salute with you know the couple of members that are capable of doing it, um, that aren't currently in, on on patrol uh, or on on watch throughout the colony of Evergreen, and um, her her casket, vastly different than most of the caskets we've talked about up until this point in RTO, is lowered into the ground. Everyone returns to the ready room outside of the hangar um, with care still uh, mostly healed up uh, most of his injuries weren't super detrimental plus the advances of medical sciences um, in this future make uh, his recovery a lot more speedier than we traditionally would feel happened today. Um, but he now takes that spot kind of at the head of this briefing table that uh, Megan usually was in and just kind of sits there for a moment and goes, Well, per part of the contract of Megan's, um, in addition to, I think, your all's continued success, and uh, are absolutely deserving of it outside of Megan's requests. 
Um, you all are now licensed level 2 pilots. Specifically, uh, she is gifted you skip her levels in... Um, specifically, her levels in the Morning Cloak of the SSC mechs. And the rest of you are all granted your usual stuff for license level 2. Please let me know what kind of... What you'd end up choosing, um, if you do end up sticking with the Morning Cloak. Uh, so that way we can get Max added to the very brizzy print schedule of the scheduler here. I will. I'm going to talk with Landmark Colonial, see if they are going to send us either a replacement or what kind of... What the rank structure looks like going forward. But for the time being, I guess I am taking over SEO and... Uh, Hopefully, we'll have some downtime here. So, assuming we don't have another raid on us. Do we have any uh, questions, comments, concerns? Unspent rounds? I'm saving those for somebody. Not at this time, unless somebody speaks up now. Are we ready for another raid? We'd have to be. I don't know how the militia would be, but I mean, hell, we have we have six mechs since we still have Tyler's old one, which Runway could use in a pinch if he needed to. It'll have to do. And kind of, he will cross his fingers and kind of rest his chin, um, kind of on them on the desk or on the briefing table. Yeah, it'd be a lot worse if they decide another attack, but. Based on what I know of their forces, they don't have a lot of mechs themselves that are currently available, or that we've seen lately out in the Grey Towns, at least. I think the first order of business will be finding some answers. Definitely something we should look into. I, I know the militia will be staying uh, up to date with the uh, comms frequencies and uh, anything like that that uh, Olivia so generously did for us back earlier. So we should hmm. find out if there is um, anything more that these raiders uh, want to throw our way. So we should have more advanced warning. I know that they kind of kept the radio sound. I think they might be on to us in that regard. Uh, we know that they're... Um, <laughs> that we may be dealing with two different groups. Um, but perhaps if we can deal with the militia, we can then settle things with this beggar one. Yes, if we can take care of the, the the raiders and then then deal with beggar one, that would make things a little bit easier. You know, command looks good on you, brother. And uh, Balthazar holds out a hand to do the like the cool one arm clasp, uh, back pat hug. Uh, you initiate that, and then. As you kind of do that, uh, Care will fully just wrap the other arm around you and then just kind of hug you for a moment. Um, yeah. Uh, Balthazar leans into it. And, and you just kind of feel that soft heave of a sob that's being suppressed. I don't know. This isn't the way I wanted it. <sighs> that's not the way anyone wants it ever. Yeah. But we must, You're okay. Uh, You're okay. Kind of shakes his head at that. Angus, 
manage and I don't think this will change too much with how you guys operate so when he finally takes a big big sigh and then uh, lets you go and we can get through this we've gone through so much so far we'll get through it for her in addition to everything else and plus if you let anything happen to you I'll kill you myself I know that. I know you'll bring me back just to murder me again. <laughs> well, if I don't do it, one of our parents will, and I don't think either of us wants that. Oh, no, that'd be worse. With that, he kind of, he will go, well, uh, unless we have anything else, meeting is adjourned. Uh, get some rest and recover. I'll let you all know once you guys have selected frames, when, they were, when they're done being printed, so you guys can start uh, well, you can start training the Sims with them now, but you can start training in reality once they're done printing. You know, just kind of sit back down in the chair, kind of begin looking through some stuff on his, um, on an Omnet, on a tablet. And as we pull back and watch the individuals or response team Omnicron either begin looking through license levels for various mechs and manufacturers, diving into family histories and trying to find the ties between themselves or other administrative tasks. That's where we end our No Room for a Wallflower narrative section of Late Spring. So next episode, we pick back up. We'll be getting our downtime actions and our downtime episodes for Late Spring before we wrap up and begin early summer. So thank you very much for listening, as always, and we'll see you very soon for our downtime actions. Thank you for listening to Response Team Omnicron. Our special guest for late spring is Jesse Pillow, and our cast for this season is Anna Woten, First Strike, J.R. Zambrano, Paul Marchant, and Unity Marine. This podcast is story told, produced, and edited by Fettuccini, with additional marketing and content creation from Anna Woten, and combat narrative writing from J.R. Zambrano and First Strike. Links to everyone I've just mentioned will be in the description. This podcast is recorded in Squadcast, edited in Adobe Audition, with additional sound effects and music from Epidemic Sound. Once again, thank you very much for listening to Response Team Omnicron. We hope to hear from you very soon, so keep your eyes on the Omninet for the next episode.